What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Clutch Picks Podcast. Wild Card Week coming at you. Before we get into it, let's go over last week. Uh, I'll talk about myself really quick. I hit my lock once again. No surprise there. We're uh, falling into a trend here. So uh, overall on the week, I think I made like fucking half a unit. Uh, I had some some chalky bets that I wasn't really that sure of, but just wanted to have some money out there. So, uh, but I will not complain. You know, I hit Hunter Renfro first TD. That one uh, we were all hype about in the chat. So uh, that was my big one for the week. Other than that, not much. Jock, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I fucking sucked. It was a bad weekend for me, and it was capped off. It was capped off by a um, Alabama disheartening loss in the national championship, which I don't want to talk about that either. But it wasn't a very good betting week for me. Nico, well, in the beginning of the week, I put the Bengals. I put a really, really big chunk of change on the Bengals, like Tuesday, and then Wednesday morning, I saw that. Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon were sitting out. I tried sprinting to my, to my books, couldn't cash out. So there was $500 on the drain there, but then I made it up with um, Steelers plus three and a half. I think I pretty much went even on that. I mean, I did have a money on parlay with the Colts. Jeez, man, the Colts I don't just talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I just had to say it, but holy shit, dude, they, they really screwed me over. So I was probably down like a unit, if so. Yeah. All right, Jason, nice to have you back with us this week. How about you, buddy? You know, Sunday, the NFL wasn't my best this week. Kind of went against the grain and did more volume rather than, you know, a smaller amount of plays. Yep. But um, I ended up winning most of my money back on the national title game. So not too shitty of a week. Definitely wasn't a good week. Yep, I know. You were you were telling us uh, Alabama yesterday, so I know uh, I, I got my bets in. Or you were on Georgia, sorry. I was all over Alabama. I was on their team total over, which fucking missed. I was on Alabama money line, which missed and Alabama plus two and a half, which missed. So, um, you know, I, I just found it, obviously I have an excuse there. You don't fucking, how many, how, how many times you bet against Nick Saban, you know? So, uh, you can't really hold me against it that much. And really quickly, I want to go over the locks since we're not really having locks this week. You know, there's only six games, so we're going to go over the regular season totals for the locks. So Jason, we'll start out with you. You had two last week. You hit both of them. Brings you up to 11 and seven on the season. Nice job there. Won't complain about that at all. Jock, you straightened it out there too towards the end, seven and 10. Uh, got a little lucky or a little unlucky, sorry, last week with the New Orleans over. No one really expected it, a shootout there towards the end. So a lot of points up there. Nico, you too. You know, the Packers kind of screwed you there earlier on in the season with their one push, their one tie. You ended up at 12, three and one. Great record there. And uh, I ended up at 13 and three. I will not take all the credit for that because there was a couple of weeks there where I just uh, didn't really know what the fuck to take. And I ended up picking something random and got lucky, but all in all, you know, I will not complain about my record at all. So that being said, we're going to jump right into it here. It's going to be a quick one for you guys. Like I said, six games, a lot of really good games, a couple one, two shitty ones. Uh, but that being said, we're going to get right into it with the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, Bengals are minus five and a half in FanDuel, minus five in DraftKings. Over-unders 49 in FanDuel, 49 and a half in DraftKings. Jock, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. I feel like the first thing that needs to happen when these two teams collide in the playoffs is you have to go through the history of these teams. Uh, Raiders haven't been in it for a while, and since he really hasn't been in the playoffs for a while either, 
Um, you know, so I, the first thing I did was go through the history of these teams. And, you know, first thing I found that since he's five and 14 all time in the playoffs and one and eight in the wild card round, oh, and two versus the Raiders in the playoffs. Uh, and, and I think when it comes down to it, uh, who's the better team offensively? I think it's without a doubt since he, um, but I think the Raiders defense is battle tested. I think they're able to rise up to the occasion in this one. Another thing that's going to back my play is the Raiders being four and two as an away dog. I think Derek Carr and Burrow are having pretty similar seasons, only Burrow having much more touchdown passes. But I feel like the additional Waller coming off injury, getting back into the lineup, um, you know, being that safety blanket for Carr could be the difference to cover this this five and a half. So I'm going to take the Raiders five and a half here. I love the play. Uh, it's probably going to be my main play of the playoffs. I think that the Raiders, I said it last podcast and I'll say it again, hungry dogs run faster. And this is, this is a hungry dog. I, they deserve to be in and they're in. So I got the Raiders plus five and a half and I'm going to take a little on the money line. As much as I hate to talk about how I like the Raiders here since, you know, they beat the Colts in uh, week 17, I think uh, we have no one to blame but ourselves while we're not in playoffs. So that being said, if I had to pick, uh, dog in the in the fight in the AFC. I I do like the Raiders here. Obviously, you know my dad is a Raiders fan. We talk about it all the time. Jock, you and I have been high on the Raiders essentially all year. I know you were kind of lenient against them in the beginning of the year, but um, we we've both been high on Derek Carr and said multiple times that that guy's ability to keep his team together through the shit that he's been through this season is fucking unreal. Um, I have actually three plays here. Okay. Bear with me. It might not make a lot of sense. I'm taking the over right away. Over is at 49. I'm taking the over right away. I think this is going to be an offensive shootout. A lot of points are going to be up on the board. Uh, This is going to be a two-unit play for me for sure. Definitely one of my more confident plays of the week. Uh, I don't know how much weight that holds, but definitely one of my bigger plays of the week. And then I'm also going to sprinkle Raiders money line, and then I'm going to sprinkle Cincy minus five because I think if – if there's two things here, I think if the Raiders cover, they're going to win. I think if the Raiders cover, they're going to win the game. I, I don't see Cincy driving with the field goal. I could see Raiders driving at the end of the game and kicking a field goal. But I think if this game, if anybody covers, I think it's going to be the Bengals. But I also could see the Raiders winning. Uh, so that way, I, I kind of cover my bases. I'm only off by five points there. Like I said, see, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You guys are giving me funny looks, but it doesn't matter because I'm making it up with that over anyway. Uh, I think either way here is a good play. I want to see the Raiders win, so I want to have money on it just in case they do, in a way also covering my ass. So, Well, I'm, Corey, the over, I think the over is pretty much the only play for me here. I did, the Raiders really got beat up at the end of that game. You saw one of our D-linemen get carted off who was having a hell of a game. And this over just looks too good to be true right now. I think it's going to be over like 55, actually. Yeah. I think both teams have a chance of scoring. I think this is like a 31-30 game. The Raiders the Raiders seem like they're always in these like games. I mean, they they're on a four-game winning streak right now. They're really playing really well and can't take anything take can't take anything against them, but like the Bengals the Bengals are just really their offense is just striving right now. So, I think both offenses and offenses are striving. So, I'm just all over all over the over here and we don't know how healthy Joe Burrow is. So, I'm just going to stay away from the spread. You know, for most of the most of the time I was looking at this game, I liked the Raiders. But, you know, I think the Raiders are more of just a story, if anything. You know, they really don't belong in the playoffs. They have problems on the offensive line. 
But the only thing that concerns me for the Bengals is that they do have a really good pass rush. We know that the Bengals offensive line is kind of weird. Uh, my play here is probably the Bengals minus five. I don't think the Raiders are going to go on the road and put up as good as a fight that they've been in recent weeks. Um, Joe Burrow, excellent quarterback, definitely the better quarterback in this game. And the Bengals, they have a better run game. I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage. Okay, well, that's good. Nico, uh, thanks for the backup there on the over. That's good to hear. Like I said, that's definitely going to be one of my, my bigger balls of your play. Not really ballsy, but my bigger plays of the week. Uh, so I appreciate the backup there. It makes me feel a little bit better about that. Moving on, our next game, we have New England at Buffalo. Uh, right now, Buffalo is minus four. The over-under is at 44. Uh, so low, low over-under. I am going to be on Buffalo minus four here at home. I think Buffalo is going to win this by a touchdown. We know that these teams like to play each other hard. Not really sure what the weather looks like. May factor into my decision. Have to do a little bit more research. But from initial glance, I'm taking Buffalo minus four. If it's bad weather, I'm just staying the fuck away from it. I'm not sure if it's supposed to snow. Uh, Jock, you sent me a weather report earlier in the day. I didn't really get to look at it, like I said. But if that's going to be shitty weather, I'm not fucking touching this. I think this is going to be a absolute, not necessarily a shootout, but I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. If anything, I'm on Bills minus four. Probably nothing, though, in all honesty. Corey, I think um, I'm seeing it's going to be single digits weather again, and I think it's going to be another shit show and it could lead to uh, issues with Buffalo throwing the ball and whatnot. So I'm probably going to wait and see and get the final weather report and see what the hell's going on. Um, But I mean, if it was the game was played in South Florida or something, I think Buffalo is a play minus four. That's easy. I think New England stinks, but if the weather's garbage and they can establish the run (laughs) game, we know what happened the last time. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm staying away from this game. I, I, I love the, I love the bills minus four, but I'm, just like I got, just like how I was at Alabama, I I'm not betting against Belichick. I'm just like especially in the playoffs. That's just I'm not gonna bet bet against Belichick. The only play I'm probably gonna have is under 44. The Bills' offense really struggled against the Jets until like the final, the fourth quarter. I mean that game was really close and really until the fourth quarter. So I mean this this Bills' offense really stutters if it if it stutters in a playoff for a half against Belichick. Who who knows what could happen? So I'm just again staying away from this game but I do really like the under in this game. I think the spotlight's going to immediately go to Mac Jones in the playoffs. I think, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, can he perform? But I think if Buffalo really wants to cement itself as a real player and a real uh, contender for a Super Bowl, the focus needs to be on Josh Allen. And I think where Josh Allen thrives is when he's effective in throwing the deep ball. And when he's able to push the ball downfield and really start fitting into that offense – is when they're at their best because stat wise, they're very, very similar teams. Uh, both teams convert in the red zone 60% of the time. And, you know, it's their first playoff matchup since 1966. So this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be interesting. And um, yeah, when it comes down to it, you know, like you guys said, I think if new England could establish the line of scrimmage, play a more physical game to take Buffalo, you know, out of their scheme, out of their fit, um, I think this could be a snot knocker. It could be an ugly one in bad bad weather, and the under could be a play. If that happens, New England will cover. If it does, if the game does go over, uh, Buffalo will win and right. will cover. Nice. All right. Well, there's that. It looks like besides the weather, we'd all like to take Buffalo in a way. Um, so maybe maybe a potential kiss of death if if we uh, look into that a little more. But next game up, we have Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Right now, Tampa Bay is minus eight and a half. The over-under is at 49. Yeah, and this this all comes down to the Eagles secondary. How well could the Eagles secondary play in the postseason? Because statistically, they're in for it. You know, they have – Tampa Bay's thrown the ball on 66% of their offensive plays. And Brady's, what, 44, 45 years old, and he has 719 pass attempts. Whereas on the flip side – the Eagles run the ball over 50% of the time. And, you know, it's really going to be up to Jalen Hurts to pick his spots, you know, to scratch where it is using RPO, using his feet and using, you know, his arm in order to get points on the board. Um, so my, my look, my first initial reaction to this one is the Eagles secondary. I know they went out and got big play slay for moments like this. Uh, and I think the Eagles might rise up to the task. Um, it's going to be a great game. I think eight and a half might be too much. I know Tampa Bay six and two against the spread as a home favorite. I don't know how well that's going to tighten up when it comes down to the playoffs. And Tampa Bay is one of the best teams in the red zone in the NFL. I know AB and everybody with injuries, those stats aren't going to, are going to change a little bit. It's tough to bet against Tom, but I think my gut is telling me to take Philadelphia plus eight. I'm going to do one thing here. I might get some hate, but it's going to set the tone for me for the rest of this, the, the NFC's section of it in a way. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles plus eight and a half. I know never, I, I rarely, rarely bet against Tom Brady. I'm taking the Eagles plus eight and a half. If they cover, I'm going to go, if they cover, but don't win the game, I'm going to be on Tom Brady for the rest of it because you don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, but I'm also going to sprinkle Eagles money line. I just foresee something fucking stupid happening here. One game, it has to happen. I foresee something stupid happening in this game. I don't know why I have a gut feeling. So I'm going to cover my ass there, take sprinkle a little Eagles money line, but I'm going to take Eagles plus eight and a half. Uh, if Tom proves me wrong, like I said, I'm going to be on, be on him the rest of the way. So kind of keep it simple, stupid here. So I have to, I have to wait and see who's playing for Tampa. I got to see if Fournette's playing, um, Levante David's playing. I mean, I do. The Eagles have the number one um, rushing in the league so far. And without that linebacker core, I mean, I think the Eagles might be able to run the ball against this team. And if they if they establish a run, Tampa might be in for a rude awakening. I might sprinkle Eagles money line too here, but I'm on the over. Yeah, I'm running with Tampa Bay here. I think, you know, Jock, you mentioned that Tampa Bay throws the ball 66% of the time. I think they're going to flip the script here a little bit. In the playoffs, and you might see a, a run more towards six at the time here with those missing weapons they have, and they're going to lean on those three tight ends they have and, you know, run the ball down teams' throats. I think the Eagles, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the Eagles win. You know, a lot of my friends are Eagles fans, shit like that. And if anyone's going to beat Tampa Bay, I'd want it to be the Eagles because that would just be cool. But I think Tampa Bay ultimately is going to end up in the NFC title game against Green Bay. I got Tampa Bay by two touchdowns because they can't defend the middle of the field, and they're going to kill them on play-action pass. Big day for Gronk. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, next Corey, game I just want to, I, no, I just want to highlight something Absolutely. before we move on. Absolutely. We were on this podcast way back when, you know, we had Dave Simpson on and, you know, we talked about Sirianni and, you know, we should all take the blame because we called for the Sirianni's throat and, you know, now he's coaching in a playoff game. He's done an excellent job of taking all the criticism and being able to make it into adjustments and being a, he lost Miles Sanders too. I give him credit. He lost Miles Sanders and he's still running the ball. Um, you know, tip your cap to Nick Sirianni. Uh, just another reason why I like Philadelphia in this game. 
he 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 deserved that hate though. I mean, he, he the first few games they were he not did. running the ball at, at the all. time I mean, being. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time being, they were not running the ball, and they they were losing games. I mean, there's no like, oh well, he he, like, he didn't deserve the. Hate. I mean, he definitely deserved the hate. He just flipped the script. I mean, it was smart on his part. Philly chewed him apart, and I like, thank God he read the news and stuff. Like, oh, this guy's like is a one and done. They're not running the ball, and now he's running the ball, and like, look what happened. They they're the number one rushing team in the league. Yeah, he's got a big, big task coming up. Fans on Twitter bullied, bullied Nick Sirianni into running the football more. I just want to point that out. Simpson called me uh, right away, and he was like, yep, he goes, make sure you get all the Eagles eight and a half. And I told him, I said, I am. So uh, that being said, next game up, we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, Cowboys are minus three. Over-unders at 50 and a half. Jason, if you don't want to take this one, I'm going to. Yeah, I'll take it. I think uh, a lot of you guys know I really like San Francisco. I like their coaching staff and shit like that. But I just think Dallas getting, I mean, only given three points here is an easy one. I think they win by a touchdown, especially at home. And, you know, San Francisco, they like to play a lot of man. They really have some great man-beating wide receivers. And Dallas, if the pass game isn't working, they can very easily jam it down San Fran's throat and, you know, play a little bit more balanced style. And San Fran doesn't necessarily have that same – type of attitude to them. It's either run. If that's not working, they're really nothing. So I'll take the more balanced team here to win by a touchdown. That was, I mean, I'm, I'm on San Fran. It's probably like my upset that like I'm most confident. Actually I'm on San Fran money line. That was, if you look at the stats, that was really struggles against the run. They, they average letting up 4.5 yards per carry. And they're 17th in the league and letting up rushing yards per game. And San Fran is among top five in rushing leaders. If San Fran could just kill drives and just run the ball against this team and don't test those corners and just let Jimmy G hand the ball off and have um, Shanahan call reverse himself like that to Debo. I mean, I could see San Fran winning this easy. So I have San Fran money line. Yeah, Nico, I'm, I'm with you here, buddy. I didn't want to uh, jump the gun there, but I'm, I'm on San Fran money line here. I think that, Three points is the right call. Again, this is another one of those where, like, I don't want to sound fucking stupid, but I feel like if San Fran covers, they win. So uh, another one where I might do, like, you know, sprinkle a little on Cowboys plus three. or Cow- I'm sorry, Cowboys minus three, because I think if, if San Fran covers here, they win. So this is another one where I feel like you can kind of arbitrage bet this, and, and I love that middle ground. I love that middle ground. I love either Cowboys covering or San Fran winning. You know, I don't know. So th- this is one of those things where I'm I'm definitely going to have to whip out the calculator and see if I can I can make some money here. Just taking both sides that I like. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. But right now I'm on. If I had to pick one thing, gun to my head, San Fran money line. Like you said, that that run game, Kyle Shanahan knows what the fuck he's doing. So, and I just I just like how I mean they, they were down out. they were down 17 points against the Rams, and and Jimmy G showed a little something at the end of that game. I mean. They they had some really good drives at, towards the end of that game against yeah. a, a good Rams defense. Absolutely. I mean, so I mean, you could put. A, I mean, Jimmy G's playing on like four fingers. I mean, he, his thumbs all fucked up. Like, so I mean, you could semi trust Jimmy Jury G, Jimmy G last drive. I mean, he he proved himself. He really proved himself to make the playoffs and get in. So I mean, that that's also another factor. Watching that last game, I, I, I have semi faith in Jimmy G now. Listen, I think San Francisco could win this game too, but San Francisco likes to attack the edges in the run game. I think 
Dallas, they have two great edge players that can really give George Kittle and Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk problems trying to help set that edge. And I think they're going to struggle to run the ball a little bit. It's going to come down to Jimmy G's arm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think that Dallas has been really nice to us, you know, when it comes to, you know, betting against the spread. They're 13 and 4 against the number this year and 5 and 3 at home. But the number I'm going to go with is the number that, you know, was my play from the jump. They're 5 and 3 at home against the over, um, which is nice because, you know, I'm coming in at that total. Corey, could you read read off some numbers just to make sure I have the right one? Yeah, I got fifty and a half right now. Currently, okay. so. yeah, I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing it around there too. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I think this goes well over the total. I think it's gonna be, you know, fifty-seven, fifty-seven, fifty-eight. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's a touchdown over. Um, I'm gonna go with points in this one. Uh, play action pass, deep bombs. It's going to be um, high flyer in this one. So I'm got the over in this one. All right, next game up, we have. Pittsburgh Steelers at Kansas City Chiefs. Not really looking forward to this one. I don't know if anybody is besides the Steelers fans. Currently, I'm seeing it Kansas City minus 12 and a half. Over-unders 46. Who wants to take this shitball game of the week? We have a shitball game of the week in the wild card. Kind of crazy to say, but Jay, I see you uh, raising your hand there. So go ahead, buddy. You got it. I mean, I, I love to, you know, take a shit on the Steelers as much as everyone else. <laughs> but I, I think I, I think I got a root for the upset here because why the fuck not? Patrick Mahomes, everyone not a big fan of his brother Jackson. Screw him and his little TikTok dances. I just think it would be cool to see the Steelers do a nice big upset here because why the hell not? If they're putting it in the primetime slot and they're torturing us again, making us watch the Steelers, let's at least see something fucking interesting happen here. I'll probably throw a little bit of money on the Steelers plus 12 and a half, whatever it is. But I know deep down in my heart, Kansas City is going to knock the piss out of them. But, I mean, it's such a big number. I have a hard time laying a giant amount of money on Kansas City. I am. I, I mean, in, in my personal saying, I mean, I am the biggest Steelers fan this week. Just so the Titans – so that, just so they go to um, Nashville. I mean, I am <laughs> the biggest Steelers fan. This I I mean I am I want the Steelers so bad to win this game to kick Kansas City out of the AFC and to see the Titans play them one a, a one seed versus seven seed I mean that would I mean Kansas City is gonna win this game but I do like twelve and a half is a lot of points and especially in a playoff game so I might I might be all over that twelve and a half but I'm just really rooting for the Steelers I want to say I don't have a play here but at the same time dude all all season. I feast off these, you know, high point spreads. I, I feel like you can make a lot of money off these these specific games. These games where people are saying, holy shit, you're giving them fucking 12 and a half points in a playoff game, which is absurd, absurd. I, I can't even fathom that. But at the same time, I don't fucking know, dude. I mean, like all season, I would say, oh, my God, Steelers 12 and a half. You can't give them 12 and a half points in a playoff game. Now it's in front of my face. And I'm fucking scared. I'm being a pussy to take it. So right now I'm staying away from it. I mean, I'm definitely not going to be on Kansas City minus 12 and a half. If I bet this game at all, it's going to be plus points uh, with the Steelers. But right now I'm not touching it. I'm, I'm scared. I'm telling you that much. Corey, maybe I could give you some some stuff, you know, to, to give you a play here. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Go. Let's hear it. They're just breaking it down. Kansas City, you know, they they throw the ball more. They score more touchdowns. They convert in the red zone more. And, you know, we said it, I've said it, 
Everybody knows it. Pittsburgh, the last couple weeks, have started off really, really slow. First half, they start off really, really slow. So my my play, which is going to be the biggest play I have of this wild card round, is going to be Chiefs minus seven first half and the under 23 and a half of the first half. I think it will be 17 to three at halftime. I'm willing to die on that hill. I think the Chiefs, I don't care if they cover. I'm shutting it off at halftime and going to sleep. I'm watching the first half. They're going to beat them by a touchdown, and I'm taking the under 23 and a half. You could book it. You could lock it. I'm confident in that play. Pittsburgh's going to try to be an aggressor in this one. They're going to try to establish the line of scrimmage, and I don't think it's going to happen. Lots of punts. Nico, I know you like live bet punts. I think first half you can make a lot of money on Steelers drives. Take the Chiefs first half in this one. Mahomes will be flying. That ball is going to be coming out hot with T.J. Watt coming off the edge. The speedsters will be out running around. I love Kansas City first half spread, and I love the under in the first half. I'm Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Tyreek Hill scares me. He was really hobbled that last week. That just kind of is a scare tactic for me too, betting the Chiefs. I don't think the Steelers could play man-to-man against them. I really don't. I don't think they could match up speed-wise outside on the edges and Mahomes, you know, be able to just pick them apart. I think they're going to have to drop back, play zone. And when Kelsey's lined up one-on-one with the linebacker or nickelback, he's a matchup nightmare. I, I just really don't think the Steelers have the guys defensively in the secondary to match up with these guys. I think – Mahomes is going to put a stranglehold on this game early and be up 14 at half. Doc, that was, uh, that was, you know, exactly what I wanted to hear. You, you know, you know, what gets me going, you know, you take the points down, you bet the first half of the game. I love everything you just said. I'm going to tell, I'm going to listen back to this when we post it and I'm going to tell your first half plays for sure. Um, nice. I love it. Jay, you were unmuted there. I didn't want to cut you off, but, um, I think, uh, you know, the Steelers, their real weakness of their defense is their run defense. And I don't think Kansas City is going to commit to the run and really stuff it down their throat. And I think the Steelers, they might hang around a little bit here. They're going to play inspired. It could be Big Ben's legitimately last game. And I just I just think their pass defense and secondary might be good enough to keep things interesting for a bit. Just because Kansas City will not commit to the run. All right, so for the last game of the week, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Right now, Rams are minus four in FanDuel, minus three and a half in DraftKings. Over-unders, 49 and a half in FanDuel, 49 in DraftKings. So potential to make some money there, too. Uh, Nico, I'm going to give you this game. Dude, this game sucks, man. Like (laughs) These two teams are so inconsistent, especially late in the season. You saw the Rams blow a a 17-point lead. The Cardinals can't get their shit together right now. I mean, where the hell is J.J. Watt? He was designated off IR two weeks ago, and you still see him standing on the freaking sideline. Like, is he play- is he playing? Anyone else? He's gonna freaking step on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's back, and that's why I'm gonna side with Arizona. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on I'm on Arizona too. That that was like my only deciding factor. He's, I mean, when he played, their 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 defense was legit the first few weeks, legit. And they just kept declining and declining and declining. And is D-Hop back? Where the hell is he? 
He's back. I hope he, uh, he's back too. I mean, I, no, this, no word on Hop. I don't I know no, no word on Hop. Hop. I mean, I'm guessing he's gonna play. It's a playoff game. I know he's gonna be a little banged up, but I mean, if if JJ Watt and D Hop play, I'm gonna be all over Cardinals money line. This, I mean, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, Matthew Stafford's like one of the best second half quarterbacks." Well, where was it last week? Like, where was it? I, I didn't see shit from Matthew Stafford Nico, last week. Nico, don't fucking get me started. Don't like, get me started. Like, where, where was it last week? I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Because if he was showed up, my Saints would be playing this fucking week. Oh, God. I don't, D- I don't D- D'Amico Ryan, that defensive coordinator for the four hours, put his nuts in Matthew Stafford's mouth in the second half. Holy fuck, dude. That was embarrassing what happened to that team. They just shut well, down. Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford underthrows OBJ in a deep ball? When the hell do you see that? I mean, dude, this, this game is just like, who the fuck knows? Both these teams are so inconsistent. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is Matt Stafford's first playoff game ever. Correct. Is it? I, I don't know. Definitely, second. definitely second. first or second or something. Second. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's talented as all hell. I mean, but I mean, he's he makes some fucking bonehead mistakes. And that type of shit you can't do in a big-time uh, playoff game, especially a team uh, like Arizona, who's going to have a nice pass rush coming at him and, they have a pretty solid uh, secondary, Buda Baker. I don't know. I mean, Sean McVay is definitely the better coach in this, more experienced. Obviously, he's been to a Super Bowl, been there, done that type thing. But I just think Arizona um, is the play here. Corey, what the fuck is the line? Even? I don't even know what the line is. So right now in FanDuel, Arizona's plus four, DraftKings plus three and a half. I think you got to take uh, Arizona. I mean, has have you really seen the Rams really – unload on a good team and take them behind the shed. I really don't think we've seen that yet. And I just think Arizona's the right play here. And who knows? The Rams may win, but it might be by a late field goal. So tricky game here. We'll see what happens. Corey, I know you like stats, and I know you like betting. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Turn me on. Let's go. I know you were on Arizona all year this year. They made you all the money in the world. Oh, yeah, they did. Arizona's eight and one against the spread as the away team. Oh my make god! It, make it nine and one after this week. Arizona plus four is the play. It's the only right play, and here's why. I, I know you guys might chime in. I think the Rams almost have too many superstars on their roster, where they're almost like an egotistical nightmare, and it just—it's not really working. I mean, they have so many big names on that team. And, like, the only one thriving is Cup. I know Miller, Von Miller's come around with a big-time sack every now and then close to the end of the game. But I think Arizona is the better team in this. You could call me crazy because the big names on the Rams, but I got Arizona as the better team, the better pass rush. I think they're going to be more physical. And I think scheme-wise, it's going to be very similar. Two young head coaches going at it. You might see some nifty offensive plays. This game's going to be fun to watch, and I think Arizona comes out on top. I have a couple things to add here. One thing, I just want to go over these spreads for you guys so far that we've been through, okay? You got five and five and a half in the Vegas-Cincy game. You got four in New England-Buffalo. You got eight and a half in Philly-Tampa. You got three in San Fran and Dallas. You got 12 and a half in Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and you got three and a half in Arizona. Which one of those games, right, is the hook going to matter? Eight and a half points? Fucking weird. Twelve and a half points? Fucking weird. Five and a half points? Fucking weird. The only game that I foresee the hook playing a part in is this game right here. Just just in general. I, I All those other ones are just fucking weird numbers, and they don't make sense to me. 
this game makes sense. I'm on Arizona plus three and a half because I think this is a field goal game regardless of what happens. And I'm also on Arizona money line because Jock, like you said, I'm fucking with, I'm all over these guys this week. They made me a lot of money this season. The Rams did too, but not as much as the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I've been through thick and thin with the Cardinals already this year, and I'm not about to jump off the fucking ship now. I'm the third monkey on Noah's Ark, and I'm telling you what, fucking three and a half, I'm all fucking over it. Fuck you, Jason. I'm still going. Cardinals money line, twice on fucking Sunday. Let's go cards, baby. The thing about the Rams and all that firepower they have, they always say big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. And the Rams, they have more big-time players, and this is a big-time game. So it's going to boil down to if those big-time players can fucking make some big-time plays in this big-time game. And I just don't think it's happened. Von Miller's older than fucking a pile of dog shit in the yard, and he just doesn't have it. He'll be out of gas by the fourth quarter. And Kyler Murray is the better quarterback in this game. And I don't know. I'm just really excited. I think this is probably the game of the whole entire weekend besides Buffalo and New England. I can't wait. I'm Obviously, I'm excited. Sorry for uh, Sorry for yelling at you guys. No, I love it. I love it. Well, that was the last one, Jock. So you want to close this out, buddy? I know we we yeah. only got a couple of these left. So what do you got? Yeah, listen, listen. I think we've done a nice job all year breaking down these teams, breaking down spreads, breaking down over-unders. You know, and here's where the time we shine. All eyes are on these games. It's wild card weekend. Everybody's watching these games. So we're going to have live plays out on on social medias. All of these will be posted. All of our plays will be posted. The whole crew will be watching the games. We'll be going back and forth in chats, getting our plays out, live plays, over-unders. Everything will be posted on social media, Clutch Picks 1. There's an underscore in there. Find it. But we'll be hot, and we can't wait to make money with you guys, and we'll see you next week. Doc, for five seconds, everybody, uh, we're not even going to discuss it. Jason just texted me. I just saw it. We're going to do Super Bowl predictions. No reasoning, nothing. You're just going to pick a team, okay? Jason, you start. It was your idea. Packers and Chiefs or Bucks and Chiefs? I'm going Packers and New England. Wow. Whew. No, no, I'm not. I'm Go going ahead. Packers and Buffalo. Sorry. Packers and Buffalo. I totally forgot. I was just all over Buffalo minus four. <laughs> Packers and Buffalo. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Packers and no comment. Okay. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like Titan, that. Titans he doesn't want to jinx it. He doesn't want to jinx Titans, it. Titans can make it. Yeah, I'm going to go with – oh, shit, this is hard. Uh, give me Tampa uh, – give me Tennessee, Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. Yep, so all right, Jock, thanks for closing us out one more time. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore Picks 1. I only got one thing to say. Sundays are Sundays. Thanks, guys, uh, and we'll see you next week. Good night. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm 